In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of April 22nd, we start off with this regarding some important pending legislation. Well, the introduction of a bipartisan immigration bill has been a long time coming for U.S. agriculture. As American Farm Bureau President Bob Stallman says, the proposal is basically a two-pronged approach, starting with an at-will program. That means a worker could come across the border with a legal visa and work wherever he could find work for a designated agriculture employer. So he can move from job to job as work demands dictated. Another part is the contract provisions, where a worker could come across with a proper visa and then work under a contract, much like the H-2A program now, only the bureaucratic requirements would be much less. There is also a separate program called the Blue Card for those improperly or undocumented farm workers who are already in the country. To allow those workers, if they can prove they've worked in agriculture, to continue to work in agriculture for some period of time and then move forward and apply for a green card. Of course, the bill still has a long way before it ever becomes law, but many are saying that it is a step in the right direction. And with some cattle industry news, Randall Wiseman had this. USDA's April cattle on feed report may have been a surprise for some. While the number of cattle and calves on feed for the slaughter market in the U.S. as of April 1st was 10.9 million head, 5% below April 1 of last year, placements in feedlots during March were higher. USDA livestock analyst Cheryl Shagum said the trade was not expecting higher placements as those numbers came in at 1.9 million head, 6% above last year. We are looking at continuously tighter supplies of cattle outside feedlots, so the available pool to pull from has shrunk somewhat. But part of the problem may be just the lack of forage, especially in the southern plains area, where some of these producers may simply be at the end of their forage supplies and are basically having to send cattle to the feedlots that they might have, under normal conditions, kept to graze out or to sell to backgrounders. Shagam said as we move forward, there will be a bigger slug of cattle coming out of the feedlots during the summer quarter than what analysts were expecting. But he explains why forecasters are expecting lower placement of cattle into feedlots moving forward in 2013. We are anticipating that we will probably see declines in feedlot placements as we move forward in the year, just generally tied to the fact that there is a diminishing pool of animals available for placement. I mean, the herd has been shrinking for the past number of years, and it's going to be reflected in the fact that there are simply fewer animals available for placement. Another factor that will come into play, obviously, is to the extent that we may get rain, there will be some demand for animals for backgrounding, which could also diminish the pool. There is also going to be demand for cows. So to the extent that producers may retain female stock heifers, that would diminish the availability of cattle for placement during the year as well. The report also showed marketing's effect cattle during March total 1.77 million head. That's 8% below 2012. And we will wrap up for this week with these thoughts from Everett Greiner. We're about the middle of the spring fruit season, strawberries and peaches especially. I say middle of the season. We actually have had them since the first of the year, but the season I'm talking about is homegrown. I've been eating imported strawberries since January. But when I saw Plant City, Florida on the label, I bought two pints. I have passed up the peaches imported from Peru, but the crops in Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, they're beginning to fill the shelves now and showing up at farmer's markets. You know, to be perfectly honest, I don't think those Plant City strawberries tasted any different. They didn't look any different, but I enjoyed them more. A mental thing, I guess. Well, anyway, thanks to favorable weather, homegrown crops uh, will be plentiful this year. And, well, we still got cherries and blueberries to go. 
And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.